Welcome back to Recovering From Everything, a podcast for everyone who's ever had anything happen to them ever. I am your host, Kinga Jacob, and this is my public diary, apparently. My friends, lots of messages lately from people enjoying the pod. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much for messaging me and for putting yourself out there to me in my DMs or in person. I love it. I am so grateful that some of this stuff is resonating with you. And I started it because I don't think I'm alone in many of the experiences or thoughts I've had. And I wanted to create a space where other people didn't feel so alone about some of these things. And I think I'm achieving that. Anyway, it's been a minute since my last podcast, Single and Unavailable. And a shocking thing has happened. Well, not like shocking, shocking, but you know, I'm a tad dramatic, so I'll just stick with that word. The shocking thing that happened was I matched with someone on a dating app who I didn't immediately hate. And he asked me out and I said, yes, Kinga. Yeah. Then I went into a panic spiral in a big way. I was really restless. My heart was pounding for like a full 24 hours. Uh, I actually cried about the thought of a date. Uh, I was on edge for like a whole day. It was not a great time. So I canceled the date. I did not go and I have not messaged this man since. My body went into like hypervigilance mode and I had to take care of it. Uh, And honestly, I had two clients the day of the date and one was later in the afternoon and the thought of getting out of a client session, getting dressed and putting on makeup and like my best version of myself mask was really weighing heavily on me and the thought of it was so exhausting. So all those symptoms basically boiled down to I don't want to do this. So I didn't. And I sent him a nice text explaining that he seemed great. I was just not ready to date yet. And he was respectful of that and said, text me when you're ready. And I like really appreciated that, you know, respecting boundaries is a green flag for me. Uh, And I'm learning more about how to do that for myself. So that was a fun experiment and I am absolutely validated in the fact that I do not want to date right now, like at all. Also, I passed my test with flying colors, if I do say so myself, and I totally believe that when you put something out into the world, the universe sends you little tests to see how serious you are about that. And so after I recorded the pod about being single and unavailable, I think the universe was like, oh, really, ma'am, we'll see about that. And so I got to really pass that test because my main goal after the breakup three months ago was to work on my self-respect, to acknowledge my needs and like actively honor them. And I am fucking doing it, dudes. I'm doing it so hard. A little bit every day with like what seems like insignificant actions, but that all accumulate to like this solid little foundation of self-respect. So I decided to do today's pod on that. Self-respect. 
what the fuck is that and how do I get some? Away we go. Okay, so let's open with the internet's definition of respect. I feel like that's a good place to start and then we can find out what it means to me. Hey yo. Okay, no, but we'll figure out the definition and then we'll unpack how I have and have not done these things and you can do a little self-reflection too. The internet defines respect as due regard for feelings, wishes, rights, and deep feelings of admiration based on achievement. And I love the two words due regard because I owe it to myself. I owe it to my process to think about my feelings, wishes, and my rights. And when I do, I can achieve deep feelings of admiration based on these achievements. Cool, right? So let me start out by telling you that my friend asked me this weekend about my sex life. I said I had no desire to have a sex life at at this moment because it would be with someone that I barely know. And I'm just not feeling that anymore. Like, been there, done that. Also, first-time sex kind of sucks. But then I thought back to my past relationships as they were turning sour. And this is true for pretty much all of them. I was letting these men, who I had resented so much and so often, inside of my body. Like, like I was like, I think I fucking hate this person. Please enter me. What in the actual fuck? Like, Kinga, it doesn't matter how you feel about this person or what they've done to you. You need to feel loved by them. You're not going to do the work to love yourself, so you need this dude to do it. Pardon me? Pardon me? That doesn't make any sense to me now. And I'm so fucking glad that it doesn't. And this is true even for people I hadn't been in long-term relationships with and I just like slept with a few times. Like I thought in my head I was just satisfying my sexual needs, but like it was obviously not that and and more than that. But Kinga, why are you talking about your sex life? Because seriously, that was probably the first way that I threw out my self-respect. I realized as I was telling my friend that my sexual needs right now were non-existent because A, there's no one in my life that loves me so much that they deserve to be inside of my body. Uh, Also, I own the best vibrator on the market. So like my sexual needs are very much satisfied. But B, sexual needs and a desire to connect with someone are completely fucking separate. I have no desire to connect with anyone at the moment. So I'm not sleeping with anyone, you know? And like, I admire myself for that. I've been sexually active since I was 16. I am turning 40 this year, but my sexual appetite has always shown up as like a hunger, nay, a starvation to feel loved, desired, whatever. But I don't feel that way right now. Like I'm not chasing any sort of feeling besides the one where I completely respect myself. So because I'm paying attention to my feelings, 
aka giving due regard to my feelings, I'm achieving deep feelings of admiration for myself. So I'm achieving the internet definition of respect. Okay, so how am I doing this? What work am I doing? First up, honesty. Honesty. Okay, so let me go back, back, way back a little bit. I have a history of lying to people. I've lied to people because I always had shit to hide, whether it was something terrible I did, something kind of shady, or literally because I didn't want people to see deep-seated versions of me. So like at some point, I committed to being more honest. But before that, I had to commit to not doing shady shit. So I stopped doing shady shit or mean shit or secret shit all the time or at least less frequently. And it became easier to be honest about things. And as I started to know myself and adjust some of my thoughts and behaviors, it became easier to be a more honest version of myself because it's not like there were parts of me that were wrong or broken or whatever. It was my thinking so negatively about myself that needed to be adjusted and not doing the behaviors that caused me to think so negatively about myself, right? And besides lying, being immoral and blah, 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 it's really fucking stressful lying and hiding shit. So that's a great place to start. But when you're in recovery, recovering from everything, as many of us are, potentially everyone, when you're in recovery, you discover that there are layers to you. And once you've mastered one layer, you get to move on to the next layer. And I realized that I had very rarely been honest in the past Things would bother me and I wouldn't say anything in the moment or even that day. I would act like I was fine. I would, you know, rationalize and justify why my feelings needed to go away. And eventually I would get explosive. Like I would suddenly be overwhelmed with anger and lash out. And this is not fun. And it's not a great thing to experience no matter which end you're on. So I would I would just suppress and suppress because I don't want to be difficult or sound like a nag or feel like I was asking for too much or bother you or get in trouble or you know rock the boat or or whatever and that meant that I was absolutely not respecting myself. In fact, I was putting someone else ahead of myself. And you know what that causes? you know what that causes? Fucking rage at inopportune times. Big, big, big anger at something small because it's cumulative. And I was so rarely releasing the pressure valve. And that is not very respectful to anyone. So think of it this way. If I were to say, hey, this bothers me, and the person were to say, oh my God, you're being a nag. I'm going to leave you. You're so difficult. You're being really controlling right now. You need to calm down and not pay a single ounce of respect to my feelings. I would tell that person to go fuck themselves. Today, I would tell that person to go fuck themselves. In the past, I definitely did not do that. But 
that's exactly what my inner monologue sounded like, except I was not telling myself to go fuck myself. I I would just suppress it. So I would explode in all this pent up anger at myself because I wasn't showing myself an ounce of respect in that moment, which is infuriating. And I was doing that to me. But all that pent up anger eventually causes me to lash out about something, right? And yes, it's not fun to be on the receiving end of that, but I'm going to be a little self-centered here and explain that it's also not super fun experiencing that. It's not a great feeling to constantly show myself no respect. That's, that's fucking crazy to me. Does that make sense? I'm reminded of a saying I always hear in various recovery groups. The saying is, what other people think of me is none of my business. And my addendum to that is, what I think of me is definitely my business. It's so much my business that I have to manage it. I have to look at it. I have to take inventory of it. That is my business. So if I'm honest, if I've you know done my inventory and I've done the work and I say something to you that's honest and someone's feelings are hurt or they're annoyed with me or pissed off, that's not my business. You know, your feelings are your responsibility. My feelings are my responsibility. So sure, I'll have to, you know, juggle some panic and some guilt that I experience after I'm honest with you. And okay, fine, I'll do that. If it means I'm respecting my feelings and standing up for myself, I'll handle the guilt and the fear that comes after it. Speaking of guilt and fear, up next is boundaries. I've been using boundaries to add to my self-respect. And boundaries are something I've been working on for a few years, and I'm pretty good in my platonic relationships. Um, I'm getting better at my family relationships, but they historically have always crumbled when it came to my romantic relationships. So by boundaries, A, boundaries with myself, um, but boundaries is kind of a buzzword. So I sometimes like to use the word rules and I have rules for myself. And as I mentioned, I have sucked a lot at respecting my boundaries in romantic relationships, especially in my last one. Like if something made me uncomfortable, I would just deny my feelings or push through them and keep myself in the uncomfortable situations, right? Not being, not being honest. I think Honestly, that's probably why the relationship lasted as long as it did. Uh, I had stated a boundary when we first started dating and like 12 hours later, I just pretended like I had never said it and I was not giving due regard to my feelings, but I was also hoping that my boyfriend would. Spoiler alert, he often did not. Um, And I did this so many times, so many times, you guys, like I did that too myself. I was just hoping that he would do the work that I couldn't bring myself to do. You know, that's not fair. That's not fair. Sometimes he did, mostly no. But also, it doesn't fucking matter what he did or didn't do because I was the one that wasn't doing the work for me, you know? And a lot of this current grieving process 
it's not me mourning the relationship necessarily, not all the time. Sometimes I get nostalgic and about the sweet things, but most of it isn't me mourning the relationship. It's me sorting through all the bullshit that I did to myself and trying to find forgiveness for myself. And I have been finding forgiveness for myself, but only, and I mean only, because I am changing the way I treat myself now. I've had three consistent months of treating myself better. And the version I am now is definitely not the version of myself I was for the three years in that relationship and the person I was in the relationships prior to that. And that is the only reason I am forgiving myself slowly, but surely. I'm apologizing to myself with my actions. I'm making a living amends to myself. Like I can forgive Kinga because Kinga is consistently working hard to treat me better. Kinga is being respectful of our boundaries. You know, I'm super glad she didn't make us go on that date. Oh my God. Okay. The next thing that I've been doing new and bizarre things to my body via cold plunges and breath work. So if you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen that I never do a cold plunge without making like a very complex reel about it that is like perfectly soundtracked, you know, the works. I joined an incredible community at Cedarvale Wellbeing in my town and they are pretty much saving my life at this point. So First of all, first of all, I was curious about it a few months ago. Um, You know, my friends locally were posting a lot about it. And the breakup made me like aggressively hunt for anything that I thought could make the pain go away or at least lessen it temporarily. And apparently the pain of an ice bath is stronger than the pain of a breakup. So there's that. But I was also aggressively hunting for something that would improve my self-respect. And I fucking hated it the first time I tried it. I cannot stress this enough. The breath work was weird. The bath had literal fucking snow in it. Everyone was too friendly and too happy and I felt really out of place, you know, walking in with like my dark storm cloud, but I ended up booking another one for the following weekend and I can't really explain why. The facilitators said, and I quote, that I felt called to, end quote, and I guess that is an explanation, Um Or, you know, maybe I was just accustomed to doing things I hate. (laughs) Or maybe I just like the feeling of only thinking about like one single fucking thing for those few minutes of breath work or the few minutes that I'm sitting in an ice bath, like fighting for my life. It's probably like a, a cocktail of all of those. Anyway, you guys, I can sit in an ice bath for six minutes now. And last week, I cold plunged three times. I take their breathwork classes because honestly, doing breathwork is like the best drugs I've ever done. And I use breathwork during the day when my thoughts are spiraling. Um, And breathwork is a really cool exercise because 
you're making your body breathe in such an unnatural, like calculated way over and over and over and over. Some of the breathwork classes are like 90 minutes. It's it's really cool. It takes a little bit to to get into to like really sort of like release yourself and like fully let go. But when that magic happens, my God, your brain has some really cool thoughts while you're doing that. It like, it like hallucinates whatever is like deep in your subconscious. It's, it's wild. Also, I can hold my breath for like 90 seconds, like on an inhale or an exhale. I cannot breathe for a really long time which is just wild to me because I'm an ex-cigarette smoker and a current vapor. So my lungs have no business doing that, but they do. They do. And that's, that's cool to know. These things make me feel so powerful. Like, like I can literally conquer anything. I feel like, you know, hit me with uncomfortable feelings because I know I can just sit there and get through them. Fuck, toss me in an ice bath while you're at it, you know? Bring it on. Not actually bring it on, but like if you did, I could handle it. And the community of overfriendly people are now people that I love. Like love, love. I can show up completely as I am, crying in a good mood, a bad mood, whatever. And they're just like, yep, you're in the right place. You know, it's people that are all doing the same kind of work as I am, people that have been doing it for way longer than me and can sort of like guide me through it. You know, they're just like, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're absolutely in the right place. Let's go. It actually reminds me of the first few years that I was attending um, Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, honestly, like just really warm and welcoming and they just really want you there. Maybe I should just like get it over with and join a cult. (laughs) LOL, just joking. I'm not super great with authority. Anyway, showing myself that I'm capable of controlling my body and my mind during something as uncomfortable as breath work and taking ice baths has improved the respect I have for myself big time. I, I know some people do this with the gym and really pushing themselves at the gym. The feeling of experiencing extreme discomfort, but not resisting it and just sitting with it and working through it. And then the discomfort just passes and you actually start to enjoy yourself. Dudes, dudes, like I am super hooked, super hooked. I plunged in Lake Huron twice last week also, which is free. And like, I like that, but I'm hooked on how powerful I feel super hooked. And finally, the way I noticed I've been achieving self-respect is with balance This one's been a big one for me for probably the last month. It started with, I went to a cold plunge on a Friday night and I had been crying all afternoon. And the moment I got to the plunge and I was chatting with the facilitators, I was like, I am not well. And I started crying and, you know, they gave me a little hug and that was nice. But I you know, plunged and sauna and plunge and sauna and plunge and sauna. And then I kind of like hung out for a bit. And that's when I recognized that I need to start balancing out my emotions. So because I've been going through these stages of grief, I've been having big, heavy feelings, 
very consistently. So because I was having big, heavy feelings so frequently, I realized I needed to balance out my scales. Yes, I have a Libra rising in my astrology. I I need to balance out my scales by doing really gentle, relaxing things to recover from that. Like I can't be completely lopsided all the time, you know? So I've been like cocooning a lot, not like isolating because I'm still being social occasionally, um, but like having really quiet times with dim lighting, doing things alone that I enjoy doing, just anything that will give my brain a break from all the chatter pretty much and and something that's like enjoyable for me. And this is like, this is like a nice thing I'm doing for myself. And I like when I can trust that Kinga is taking care of us. I can respect this person. Balance. If I'm too far on one side for too long, I need to level it out somehow. So like, I'm hooked right now on feeling powerful, right? Because I put myself in very powerless positions many, many times for many, many years with many, many people. Actually, since childhood, I've felt super powerless in many, many situations. So powerlessness causes me to rebel, to revolt, then I do things that I'm not necessarily very proud of. But the powerful feelings I've been getting the past few months so consistently feel fucking amazing. So I don't need to rebel against anything because I haven't done anything mean to myself. And there, and you know, and there's, there's a revolution, but it's happening inside of me right? Like that poet, uh, Gil Scott Heron said, the revolution will not be televised. Revolutions happen inside of us or on this podcast or my Instagram reels, whatever, you know what I mean? Okay. So let me like, and in conclusion, this now before you guys get bored, or maybe you already are, I don't know. So in conclusion, I have spent the past three months paying, quote, due regard to my feelings, wishes, and rights, and really admiring myself for all of these daily achievements, and my self-respect is in a healthy spot right now, so much so that I don't want to, A, have sex with strangers or people I resent, and B, I don't want to do things or think things about myself that aren't super respectful to me. And I like this momentum and I'm, and I'm going to keep going for the first time in my life on this fucking level. But this is all work, you guys, every day. Every day I'm presented with multiple opportunities to stay in the same behavior as I've done in the past or do something differently. And this started when I actively stopped drinking and doing drugs, but it obviously can't end there. I have to change the way I move through my life. Like, I can't just think my way through recovery. You know, I have to actually physically do things differently, speak words differently. Uh, Breathing unnaturally when my brain is spiraling Uh, For example, canceling plans, fuck, not making the plans to begin with, Um, disconnecting from people if I can't handle other people's feelings in that moment, et cetera, et cetera. 
This is all actual work. This is all actually achieving goals. And this is all active self-respect. And so my sage advice to you, dear listener, is to listen to yourself. Pay attention to what your body's doing. Pay attention to your thoughts. Are you giving your mind and body the due regard that they deserve? Are you giving other people respect but not giving it to yourself? Are you expecting other people to show you respect when you won't do the work to respect yourself? Are you following through on giving yourself what you actually need? Let me know. Thanks for listening to another episode of Recovering From Everything, a podcast for everyone who's ever had anything happen to them ever, including sex with people you hate. See you next week. Love you.